Welcome everyone to episode 74 of the 25 Live. My name is Jim Bernica. My special guest this week is Larissa Conroy. Now Larissa is with the Orlando Firefighters Local 1365. She's written several articles regarding PFAS. Um, the Orlando Firefighters are one of the several departments down south that have an IFF resolution, so we'll discuss that as well. We'll discuss fitness stuff. We'll discuss some wrestling, some Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff. And uh, you know what? Let's just bring her in. So here is Larissa Conroy. Welcome to the show, Larissa Conroy. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I had a good night at work. Yeah, same here. It's that awesome. Doesn't, that doesn't ever happen. And for both of us to have that happen, stars had to align. This interview was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump right into it. Um, PFOS. When did this stuff come on your radar? Uh, so a couple of years ago, I was testing bunker gear, uh, with my department and, um, I was looking like really trying to study it. Like I was looking at different numbers like TPP, THL, and then PFAS isn't something that came on my radar until after I'd finished testing it for six months. And, uh, I was forwarded an article by, I think it was one of um, the articles that Diane put on your turnout gear in PFOA. And I started getting into that. And then when I really started like discovering, oh crap, this stuff is in our, our gear. Like I looked more and more into it. And it's, oh, it started like, like just like a ball, like rolling downhill. Like I just started accumulating more and more and more as I went. And then finding Dr. Peasley's articles and seeing everything online about it and that there wasn't really like a whole lot of information when I started with it, like in our gear and we knew it was in our foam and in military foam and stuff like that. But it, it kind of have just, it's been spiraling for me for a couple of years now. When you were doing your research and you kind of learned about this was, was part of that research to reach out to the manufacturers and go kind of, Hey, is this in this? Is it not? You know, what's going on here? Absolutely. So that was one of the things like we had finished testing our bunker gear and I had found out about PFAS and doing like, the, I guess like the final touches, I would see like uh, a rep for the manufacturers here and there. So I asked them, Hey, is this, have you heard about this PFAS chemical? Is it, is it in the, the gear that we're testing? And I was obviously given some roundabout, uh, um, I'm not sure, you know, let me put you into contact with, you know, one of these guys and what's your, what's your email? So I give them my city email and I just never hear a thing back from them, which to me was like in a way a confirmation of, they just didn't want to talk about it. And I wonder if they said the standard, oh, well, it's just trace amounts of it's anything. Or, uh, yeah. well, that's, that's legacy gear. It's, we don't make that anymore. We don't use that chemical. Yeah. yeah uh, I didn't get that, that answer, but I'm fairly certain if, if anybody would have reached out to me, I probably would have gotten that, that answer. Yeah. Which, and I always, the follow-up question to that was, well, when did they stop using the chemical? When did they start, <laughs> stop using this PFOA, the C8? Yeah. Oh, you know, 2014, 2015. And I'm, and I just go, yeah, well, I've been wearing this stuff since 1998. So, 
is it really out of your gear or is you know are you just covering it up with a different chemical and, yeah and but just, the, you know. they made it sound like it wasn't uh, but it's gone and we're not wearing it anymore i'm like well i wore it for nearly 20 years 15 yeah. years oh yeah you know so the chemical that they're claiming is better is turning out to be worse yes so what uh, made you decide to actually sit down and write an article about this um i read all the information i read diane's uh whatever she would post i read dr peasley's his his article and i realized that there's not a whole lot of firefighters that know about this like i would read fire engineering from time to time and you know it's a it's all fire tactics and other things pertaining to the fire service and i'm like well you know i exercise in this stuff and for six months i exercised in four different brand new sets of bunker gear that I've been testing and had no idea that this stuff was in this gear, possibly, you know, getting onto my skin and contaminating me with this chemical. And if, you know, you've looked at the, the research and everything, it's in unwashed gear, brand new unwashed gear at a higher level than, you know, gear that's been through the wash a couple of times. So this brand new gear that I'm testing out, uh, we're, I'm getting a higher level of contamination and then we're just giving this brand new gear out to our fire department without telling, without washing it, without letting anybody know like, you know, Hey, this might be in your gear because just because the manufacturers are saying it's safe. Like I felt like more people needed to know about it. I still think more people need to know about it because this is, we have people that religiously wear their gear. You know, you always wear your gear on a fire call. You wear it you know, sometimes on accidents, like car accidents, stuff like that. And you go back to the station, especially after a car accident, if it's not an extrication, you're just going to go about your day. You're not going to take a shower. You're not going to, you know, wash that contamination off of you. And people need to be made more aware that every time you put your gear on, you should probably go take a shower. Like if, if this stuff is really as bad, even if it's not like, your gear is disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to beat, beat around the bush. Like you sweat in your gear. It kind of just, it, it gets all of that contamination on it, whether it's been in a fire and you don't know how well it's been washed after the fire. Like you have some sort of contamination on your gear. The PFAS is in there and it's been proven to be in there and not a ton of people know about it. And even now with my articles out, I'll still reach a firefighter that has never heard about PFAS before and I'll kind of just forward them Dr. Peasley's work or, or Diane's work. I won't send them my articles because I feel like that's like pushing my, my stuff too much. Um, but I think just the awareness, even with it being being brought into a, like a, a, a bigger light shine on it, still a whole lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. Now that first article is uh, entitled what if I told you that your turnaround gear was causing cancer? It came out on the 28th of May last year in Fire Rescue. And it was really the first article of its kind to talk about the preventative steps that we can take. Mm -hmm. You know, like you mentioned, not working out in, in it, you know, not doing the stair climate FDIC in it. Uh, you talk about uh, this is something I was guilty of with my seven year old uh, when he was a baby. I had. I laid him out on the gear you know I, I look back at that picture and it, it's like oh, i'm an idiot uh, so <laughs> much 
but uh and i remember back then i was like oh it's washed i mean it's new I mean, it's not new gear but it's what well, i washed it it's mm-hmm. good and now i'm like uh i yeah i screwed him from the store <laughs> i'm an idiot uh which i hope not but yeah. that's my that's my my fear but um it was a, it was a great step-by-step guide and you followed that up right away with a sequel to that article mm-hmm. and that was because kind of touching on hey we still have to wear this gear. There's not any alternative. Just be responsible about it. Don't wear it to the grocery store. Don't work out and just, again, be responsible. And you, you know, you were telling me before we started, you actually had those, you wrote them both at the same time and submitted them at the same time because you knew that it was too much for really one article, but both points needed to be discussed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, when I sent it into to fire engineering, I was like, Hey, here's these two articles, you know, I feel like just mashing them into one is going to be like too long. So here's part one, here's part two, sent them in basically in separate emails, but like within an hour of each other. And uh, they emailed back almost like maybe a day or two later and said, not a problem. We'll, we'll get them posted. Nice. I hear your little doggy now. Uh, yeah, he's he hears me talking and he's upset. <laughs> Why aren't you hanging out with me? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then there was about a, a, a month in between these two articles. Mm-hmm. And in between that time, you had a rebuttal basically, you know, put out against you. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about that? Ooh, well, uh, D- Dr. Krasowski, or uh, whatever, I forget his name. Um, Something yeah. like that. he, I guess was being paid by the lion manufacturers and it's and it's splayed in, in his article, like right under his name, written by a representative of lion and basically denouncing my articles saying that they're misleading, that they're untrue and basically try to try to take my name through the ringer. <laughs> and, uh, I wasn't happy about that. So I read his article, uh, Diane Cotter sent it to me cause I had no idea until she sent it to me. I read it and I was, I was uh, pretty upset when I first read it. And then I shortly after read Dr. Peasley's, um, article that he had published shortly after that one. And obviously I just couldn't let him drag my name through the mud. And, and I, went through his article, I took a look at it. And while he did have some, some good points, I'll give him that. He was, wasn't, I, I felt like he wasn't telling the whole story. Like he was being paid by Lion to refute my article that had plenty of references from either Dr. Peasley, other scientific articles. Um, yeah, I, I just can't let somebody <laughs> try and do that without me speaking out against or uh, speaking up for myself well it's it's funny you say all this because that same dr krastowski um with lion was i mean they approached me to have him as a guest on this show <laughs> so they're doing everything they can and and by the way he hasn't been and it will not be on this show so screw yeah. him <laughs> but, but um you know they want to paint they want to put their narrative out there yeah and it's clear as day. And whether it's trying to use this as their form of propaganda or write an article to rebut you, you know, that's that's what they're trying to do. They're not they're not owning this. Yeah. They're they're just trying to say it's not that big of a deal and hoping we look the other way. 
Yeah, they're just they're essentially just trying to pull the wool over your eyes and oh, we we're your bunker gear manufacturer. We have your best interest at heart. Well, really, they don't, and it's being proven because it's in their gear. They're just not wanting to own up to it because now if they own up to it and basically say they're sorry, they're assuming the responsibility that their gear has harmful chemicals in it and they've lied about it and done nothing to protect the firefighters that they quote unquote are in business to protect. Exactly. So uh, you had, again, you had, like, as you mentioned, Dr. Peasley kind of chimed in and, and had your back and, uh, you know, wrote a nice article uh, refuting all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, from line. And then you, uh, you also, I, I probably took a little cooling down period. So you didn't write cuss word after cuss word. I imagine, <laughs> but you just had an article come out uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, just again talking about um, them scrutinizing your your past articles and just kind of defending yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I, I felt like that was my more more heartfelt <laughs> article because it uh, it 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 backed myself up for my previous articles and kind of defended me against you know Dr. Krasowski's. Um, um, the one that he published and I, I just, I wanted it. Yes. He had good points. Um, they weren't, I don't want to say they weren't all incorrect, but they, they were treading the line between like admitting fault and, um, what's the word I'm looking for. I kind of, I, I blanked out. Like he's, he kind of treaded the line between um, saying that it's not in our gear while saying it's in our gear, like kind of treaded that, that middle ground. And, and uh, I just, I wanted it to get out there to more people, whether I've got to just kind of keep throwing articles out saying, Hey, this is your gear, Hey, call for testing, you know, get with the IAFF, get with your, your own cities, counties, municipalities, whatever you need to do, get this gear tested and take steps to protect yourself because there's there's bills coming out like the the heart and lung bill that you know we're not supposed to smoke for two years prior getting into the fire service okay well we do that you know anybody grandfathered in after or before this bill was you know they were grandfathered in but everybody that came in after this bill was enacted you're not allowed to smoke or use tobacco or do anything and, and i understand like it's it's unhealthy in whether you're a firefighter or not. But if we're supposed to do that and have that responsibility, shouldn't we be looking to the bunker gear manufacturers who are supposed to be protecting us, putting cancerous substances in our gear? Like they're supposed to protect us. We're, we're taking measures to protect ourselves. Like we need some sort of like guarantee, like it's, are you guys going to take this out of our gear? Are we going to have PFAS free gear or, or what? Like we, we don't want to just take your word for it anymore. We want the science to back it up and show us, prove it to us. Don't just tell us that it's in our, it's not in our gear that you phased it out. Prove it to me, like show it in my face, like Nana Nana boo boo. I don't have PFAS in my gear anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yes. With independent science too, not yeah. just their science. Yes. Um, because they'll put their spin on it. They'll, they'll take a page out of the tobacco industry from, you know, be, 
before we were even born mm-hmm. and, uh, and and do that. So and kind of addressing that um, this coming week, actually, at the IFF convention, yep. um, 26th, 25th through, um, uh, well, it was supposed to be in Vegas, which would have been lovely. Yeah. Now it's virtual. Uh, your your uh, local actually has a PFAS resolution in there mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. which is an absolutely great thing. Yes. So you guys are being pretty aggressive. And, and on my uh, other show, I had your union president uh, actually talking about this on the APS radio that came on on Fire Engineering. Mm-hmm. And he, he basically summed it up as, uh, you know, you're, the IFF actively opposing the use of PFOS in our PPE, actually going to the gear manufacturers and telling them to stop using this, asking for uh, independent testing of all the current PPE, uh, asking the AFG for studies on the health effects of all this PFOS with us, yep. and uh, also just getting quarterly updates on what's going on. So you guys yep. have been pretty proactive regarding this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like they're pushing hard. There's a couple of, of um, other um, municipalities in Florida that I feel have been pushing hard for it too. And it's it's nice to see um, some action being taken as a like, instead of just kind of, oh, well, well, we'll take care of it. No, they're, they're pushing, they're pushing hard because this is like, this, this is all of us. This doesn't just affect like a certain group of people in the fire service, it affects every single person with their own set of assigned bunker gear so i i think it's awesome that they're pushing hard on this you're actually one of two pfos uh bills or toxic chemicals in our in our gear as well um mm-hmm. uh, resolution 28 also talks a lot about this and you guys actually it could be one you know, I talked about it the other night where you can actually blend these together because yeah. they, they talk about the same thing, but they're actually talking about uh, different aspects of it. So um, if you get an opportunity uh, this next week, when these come up, vote in favor of them. This is the opportunity for um, us to take this back to kind of uh, to finally say health over profit, Yeah, which has not necessarily been the case, I believe, with our RIFF. And uh, the NFPA, obviously, they have their standard committees, which are full of manufacturers. So mm-hmm. this is us as firefighters finally saying, no, this is enough. Yeah. So, and I want to plug one other thing. I have a resolution <laughs> right in between, you know, 28, 31. I'm actually number 30, Midwest <laughs> Center of Excellence. Uh, we sent a lot of members to Maryland. They're building one in California. They're going to have one in Canada. And all I'm saying is look at doing one in the middle there, somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. So the it's zero per capita. It's zero per capita for all this stuff, which is great. Yeah. So um, because none of our locals want to spend money either. <laughs> that's, mm. that's always a hard fight when it comes <laughs> to the convention. All right. Enough about these uh, plugging our stuff. <laughs> Let me uh, let me ask you because it's not just PFOS that is is interesting with you. It's it's fitness. That's a big big huge thing with you. You've accomplished oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. Do you want to talk about the weightlifting? Oof, <laughs> I it's probably one of my favorite things outside of uh, outside of work is being a weightlifter. I um I just competed in uh, the national championships in it was just after Thanksgiving. It was like the week after Thanksgiving. Um, I didn't do my best, but I still placed top 10 in the country. 
for uh, the 76 kilo women's senior weightlifting class. So that was pretty cool. Um, and the, the thing about my weight class is there's two very, very good Olympic hopefuls in, in my weight class. Um, and so it's, it's a, a beast of a, a weight class. Um, the one girl who's a 76 who, uh, she's the um, international alternate kilo uh, totaled um, 211 kilos. And I'm, I want to say less than 10 kilos away from that. So <laughs> I think that's like the fingers crossed kind of the goal for this year is, you know, if I, if I do well at nationals again, or do, do better at nationals to try and get on that alternate spot for, uh, for team USA, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> That, that's awesome. Good deal on that. Um, let's talk about something else with fitness. I'm, I'm going to say a name and I'm going to just let you go. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> I think I know what this name is going to be. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> right. Stone cold. Oh, boy, Steve Austin, man. That's probably like, they say, don't like, don't meet your heroes. Like never like meet somebody that you really admire. Who's like famous. That was probably the coolest guy. Like he's that show is it was fun. It was, it was not something I would ever do again. So so was, yeah, let's back up. You were uh, you were on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yep. And paint the picture of of kind of what this was the setup was of all this stuff. And I, and I watched this episode last night, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So so you saw when uh the very beginning of how my broken ribs and broken collarbone started it was that tackle that i first took yes then you want to explain that i'll, I'll go for that okay so it's it's eight women in this, mm -hmm. this competition and um you're going against another girl that she's a big girl she's she was a tank she was massive like just built like yeah like uh and they have a setup, and I don't know the dimensions. Like I forget, but it was is basically picture picture a field, and on 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 at half court, there's a sandbag. Yep. And you guys had to both opposite sides run and get that, and then bring it back and hit the bell. Yeah. And you you ran at each other, and she did like she tackled the shit out of you. <laughs> so she was. I was running for the bag. Like before this, like I had competed in CrossFit. Wait, oh yeah, we should say this too. You were the first one to go. Yeah, that was even worse. Like I didn't yes. even get a chance. Like go in the middle somewhere where they, you know, they remember the first person that went and the last person that went, but they don't really remember anything in the middle that happened. Yeah, no, I I went first and and she like I was going for the bag. She was going for me, <laughs> and, yes. and I took that hit hard. Like I, for a split second, was like where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> and then, uh, but that, that's, that fight actually lasted much longer than what the show will actually, uh, put on because there was a time there where I basically just sat on her. Like I have really no fighting experience. I've never wrestled. I've never fought anybody before this. And I'm having to fight this girl for a, a sandbag and go ring a bell. And, and, uh, that was, among one of the hardest things that I've I've ever done, but I basically just sat on her <laughs> for the entirety of this fight. And every time she tried to get up, I just sat down a little harder. 
And then I just waited for the opportunity to where I could take this bag and and I, I found it. I snatched it out from under her and I took off because I thought she was chasing me. Like I, <laughs> I thought she was gonna tackle me again and I wanted to run as fast as I can and get away from her. It was intense. I was just, wa- just watching it last yeah. night. That was intense. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that show probably since it since it that episode aired. Like I I try not to watch that episode. <laughs> and well, in the very next round, like you almost beat <sighs> I forget her name too. You were Becca. so close to making it to the finals. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She's uh that was another one that she's she was a, a big like grid league competitor. It's like CrossFit on steroids, pretty much. Um, but she was a big grid league competitor. She and I feel like I, I had her until I just took the split second of trying to drag the uh, the log like you would drag uh, heavy hose, like yeah. just kind of throw it over my shoulder and lean into it. And it, and it didn't quite work that way. I just had to get low and and, and drag it on my butt. And uh, yeah, that was that was close. I want to say within like two or three feet. Yes. And it was, oh, man, I still kick myself. I was like, if I had just sat down immediately, I probably would have made it to the last round. <laughs> yes. Which looked like even more grueling. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't make it to the last round because there was a, like, because we filmed this all in one day. And you went from the gravel pit to the, uh, that water, whatever thing it was with the log uh, like almost one after another. And, you know, before this, I had never talked to these girls before. I've never met them before. I got off the plane and I still hadn't, like, we weren't allowed to talk to each other until after the show was done. And, uh, it was, it was scary because the only person I had talked to within a 24 hour time span was Steve Austin. (laughs) When he's like, kind of thanked everybody for coming to the show. Like it was his baby. He, he really enjoyed having everybody. He was very appreciative of everyone who came out. And all of these girls, like just the way they looked are, are bigger and more intimidating. And uh, they were, it was, yeah, it was a scary time. It was cool. And I'm glad that he was cool. Yeah, yeah. no, he was awesome. Like he just super appreciative of everybody that came on the show. Like thanked everybody shook everyone's hand like we didn't get to like have beers and do the whole stone cold smashing together <laughs> but uh that yeah but it was it was really neat to uh to i actually... love the i love the fact that you actually know what that is yeah <laughs> i used to watch a little bit of wrestling i know, I know the rock and steve uh steve austin and there was those were my two uh my two favorites i still watch it <laughs> Not ashamed. No, I would be. I'll put, it, I'll put it out there to my my audience. I'd <laughs> to watch it. Um, I want to do some with you. I want to call this is called the twenty five. Okay. So I've got twenty five questions. Oh boy. Random. I'm okay. not going to make you do all twenty five, but I will have you pick some numbers out, and we'll go through these. And these are all fun. They're fun. Okay. Should be fun. Might be fun. Probably fun. <laughs> Oh God, you're scaring me. <laughs> Don't be scared. All right. Pick a number. Pick another. Number one through 25. 13. Lucky Favorite three. movie. Favorite movie. You're putting me in a hard place because we talked about Star Wars before this and I, I kind I of did. love 
all of the Star Wars movies, but I will go with, um, um, oh, come on. I have to go with Return of the Jedi. I, I kind of have to do it. Like it's, it's like, it's a, it's the classic. It is. Yeah. That's a good one. I like the new ones. I like the new ones, but I will always go to my, my Return of the Jedi. It's probably my favorite. I'm just happy of all the stuff that Disney has been doing with the, you know, we, yeah, we discussed Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. Obi-Wan's coming out. Yep. Yep. So, that'll, be awesome. that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Do you, did you finish the Mandalorian yet? I did. So, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, no. Because oh, on here. Okay, okay. I just saved everybody from spoilers. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. We'll talk off air about that. Yes. Yes. All right. It's important. <laughs> Pick another number out. Um, uh, number one. What was your first job? It's been so long ago, she doesn't say. even remember. I was, oh gosh. I, was, I just have a horrible memory. I've taken too many blows to the head uh i was a receptionist at a ford dealership from the time i was 18 to whenever i went to or well 16 to the time i went to fire school which i was like 19 or 20 and uh yeah that was a big eye opener i did not want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life <laughs> i having to show up to work in like nice clothes every day and I, I didn't have a specific uniform but i had to dress like like office like attire what was do you still remember like how you had to answer the phone thank you for calling alpaca ford this is larissa how can i help you <laughs> when's the last time you said that oh probably when i like god over 10 years <laughs> that's funny it's been so long i still remember how to check out car keys oh jesus well, when you're done with uh, all the stuff, you can go back. Oh, no, thank you. Fire or fire. most firefighters have a second job. I mean, Oof. get through school and there you go. No, no, I won't do that again. I don't, any any job that I have to sit behind a desk for the rest of my, for a, a career, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I sit behind my desk enough doing schoolwork every day. I just, oof, I couldn't do that. I might, I might look into like being a, a coach somewhere, like a fitness coach. But other than that, no, 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 no more desk for me. All <laughs> no right. more office clothes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> they were going to give me a cut. I was going to be one of the what headhunters or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll get over it. Uh, pick another number out. These are fun. See, I told you these are fun. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I'm still a little nervous. A little anxiety before each question. Um, see, I picked one, I picked 13. We'll go 20. I don't even know if you would do this. Hmm. Favorite dessert. Oh, God, I'm such a fat kid when it comes. Uh, there was this, there is this restaurant in New York City. It's called Black Tap, where they do these crazy like milkshakes where they put like an entire piece of cake on top of it and like circle uh, or not circle but put the um the rim of like candy around the milkshake like those like if you have a chance if you have instagram look up black tap nyc 
and you can just see all of those shakes that they make and I think I've gone there twice and every time I've gotten it's their, their shakes they they tell you too when you show up they're like hey if you're gonna get a shake you want you want to order it with your meal because the shakes themselves take like 30 minutes to make they're so big and uh yeah I'll, I'll polish one of those off easily <laughs> when's the last time you had a regular dessert like a cookie christmas? or ice cream did you have anything over christmas yeah yeah christmas yeah that's because once january started i i weigh in at the end of the month for my first competition so i've i needed to drop a couple pounds <laughs> for, for weigh-in weights <laughs> so yeah christmas was probably the last time i really had a uh, had dessert okay so. all right how about one more one more good one okay you pick oh i pick oh <laughs> so much pressure right now you're in my shoes <laughs> so many options um hmm hmm <laughs> all right what's something that you've tried that you'll never ever try again Oh, this one's easy. Uh, I went to New York with my best friend. It was actually the first time I had black tap, but we went, tried this restaurant in Chinatown and she wanted to try something new. And it was, um, I want to say it was like ox balls. It was an appetizer. Uh, never again. It was, it was disgusting. Like I took a picture, like she, it was a soup. It was like ox ball soup. It was like, ah, this sounds terrible. And it was like, I would never ever try that again. And it is literally exactly what, what it says. It is, it is ox ball soup. Never, ever again. If I see it on a menu, I will just cross it out. Like there's no way I'm trying that again. You cook that for the guys at the firehouse. I will if they piss me off. <laughs> My favorite has been when the, the cook comes back with uh, cereal and milk. And oh my gosh. <laughs> have at it. Yeah. Hey, cereal's bogo at Publix. Here we go. <laughs> oh, the Publix. We don't yeah. have it up north. Oh. What? Yeah, we so have, we don't get to have a pub sub? We have Kroger's. Oh. I don't know if Kroger's does subs, but next time you come no. down to Florida, go get a pub my sub. Grand, my grandmother worked at Publix. Yeah? yeah, she was one of the little. Hey, you want to try a sample? Oh, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, not too far from you. Uh, yeah, she lived in Ocala. Oh yeah, that's all, yeah. I live in uh, Mount Dora. Like I'm not. I'm a stone throw away from Ocala. Top of the world. Does that ring a bell? Because you can't top miss it. Yeah, like half the billboards are for on top of the world over there. Some retirement community. Oh gosh, no. Unless you're talking about like, what's that? Tavares? No, not Tavares. Nah, it's not. It's not a big deal. <laughs> where where can uh, these listeners, if they wanted to find out, uh, find out more about you or, or email you or whatever else? Um, so I'm not going to give my email out, my personal email, because I don't have really a, a, a set email for like my articles and whatnot. For your, just, for your fans? Yeah, I, there's, there's not too many of those. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on Facebook. You just search my name, Larissa Conroy. Um, you could find me there. Um, I'm on Instagram, but unless you like weightlifting, there's really not a whole lot, you know, there, um, article wise, 
but all of my articles are on Facebook. Um, all my weightlifting's on Instagram. I'm working on, I need to get like a medium or a Twitter account, something where I can kind of reach out a little better to everybody. Um, because after my first couple articles there, it was just a massive influx of people trying to, uh, to talk to me about like PFAS and, and everything. And some people were reaching out on Instagram. I was like, Ooh, no, I don't like this. I mean, uh, can't, can't believe people would bug you and, and want to talk about this stuff. I didn't expect that. Was- I wouldn't, I would never personally. <laughs> What? I didn't, I had no idea the, the impact that it was going to have or that people were going to actually want to talk to me about it. Like I just thought you're, it was going to be some. Because you're really one of the, you might be the first and I may be wrong. I've been wrong once or twice before, but I think you were like the first actual end user, like firefighter that's yeah. using this stuff that put it out there. That's not a researcher. Yeah. You no. Know, um, so I, I think, I think that. That has value and it's, you know, coming from, again, the, the tip of the spear, the, you know, whoever, <laughs> the, the individuals that are actually wearing this. So, yeah, yeah. I think that we had value to, to it. Some more people like it, it can't, it can't just be, you know, just a few of us fighting. It's got to be the majority of us, you know, fighting to get this stuff out of our gear, which it's, uh, yeah. Team, team Cotter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love her. She's, she's awesome. Her, Dr. Peasley. Bob a lot, uh, all, all of them. It like, sounds like those would make your MySpace top eight. Absolutely. <laughs> I think them, uh, Dr. Them is not even on my, my friends list anymore. <laughs> no, he's out. Yeah. We're blocking him. Mm-hmm. Um, MySpace used to have it to where you could play a song. Do you remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. What song would you play? That's the bonus question. Hmm. Man, that's, that's a hard one. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I stumped Probably her. some typical like Eye of the Tiger type type song. <laughs> That's good. Play the intro for Stone Cold Steve's, Steve Austin. <laughs> Glass breaks. Yes. There you go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I can see it. That would be That's yeah, that would be that would be it. When we hang out at some point. We're drinking like him. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. With that, I can't top that. I've got uh, I got the ability to to drink beers with you like Stone Cold. And yeah. <laughs> sometime in the future here, hopefully sooner than later. Um, yeah. With that, I can't top that. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. All right. Say, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, I'll talk to you all, you listeners, next week. Take care. And, and, and vote for uh, resolution, let's see, 28, 30, and 31. All yes. right. All right. So see you guys. <laughs>